Hello and welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And we're back at it again for spring 2022. Rap horns. I'm yeah. Not, I'm saving you words. Um, this, this was an interesting season. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot. Uh, a lot of mediocre stuff, a lot of really banging stuff. Um, we went through all of it for you. First, uh, we're going to hit up a little banter, some news, and then we'll dig into it. And uh, we're even going to take a stab at uh, rating some of them. So yeah. you get to see our opinions in that format. Yes, our opinions, which are scientific and mathematical fact and not up for dispute. But uh, before we do that, uh, Best Boy Dan, I wanted to talk to you about Gotcha. Okay. Specifically... Um, the fact that the gotcha framework is finding its way Question. into what? are you still playing no. uh, the no, best I'm boys not. frontline <laughs> no i'm not talking about that today. okay um no specifically i want to talk about how gotcha has found its way into like mainstream normie culture and okay. my example for that is there is now uh, you you know you ba- you remember baseball cards right sure you remember tops that's like the yeah. big baseball card brand yeah yeah so tops has a an app called tops bunt which is basically a baseball card gotcha game okay so like nfts they're not they're not <laughs> nfts although tops is also selling nft baseball cards oh that's God. a that's a thing that's happening yeah um no they're not actually nfts but they are like digital baseball cards yeah. that you can collect via gotcha sure. mechanics. They're like there's coins, you get daily rewards, login rewards, things um, like that. Pokemon um, has uh, like a TCG app that you can do that with. Right. What I what I'm specifically talking about though is that this is for this is we're seeing this mechanic being used in a way that does not relate to anime at all. So this is like many like normies. This is like their first exposure to gotcha and how the gotcha mechanics work i suppose I've, i always felt like loot boxes were essentially gotcha loot boxes are a part of it but the thing is like the way what gotcha is gotcha in contains loot boxes mm-hmm. and other things as well loot sure. boxes are a part of gotcha okay um so like well, along with it you also have like daily login rewards you have like you know spins so you can spin a wheel and like get a little reward every couple of hours or so mm-hmm. Um, you can trade your baseball cards. You can use them in like little daily fantasy baseball leagues. Um, but yeah, it's oh, it's just interesting because like these this is a whole group that's of smart people. functionality built into it. Yeah, and this this is a whole group of people who otherwise would never play a gotcha game. I don't think. Yeah, you oh, know, there's not okay. a whole I lot of overlap. What you're getting at with this? Yeah, there's not a whole lot of overlap between like weebs and like baseball nerds. I think really it's a it's a very small sliver that myself and Best Boy Mike inhabit, but I mean, it makes total sense, though, right? Like it, it gotcha really strikes that carnal itch of yeah. like gambling, really. So it, well, it, yeah, it makes sense. It's just about the the means in which you ingest it, and baseball cards make total sense. Exactly, and I'm sure there are like apps with gotcha mechanics that exist in Japan for non anime things. But like this is the first like big example of it that I've seen in the West, so I'm I can, interested to see how I it can goes. see my older brother being into something like this. Like he's into collecting, he's into like baseball cards. Like yeah. he collects Pokemon cards not because he likes Pokemon, but because he likes to be a collector. Right. Yeah. Um, and like sees it as like an investment. So like I could, and he's into sports, so I could totally see him being into things like that. 
Yeah, tell, um, them, tell I, them to check out the Tops Bunting. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's probably a gateway drug. Next thing you know, they're going to be playing Raid Shadow Legends. Right? Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> sponsor us, you cowards. You won't do it. Listen, if Raid Shadow Legends, if you sponsor us, I will say one nice thing about you on, on the air. Yeah. I'll, Just one. I'll try it if you sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I really had to talk about this week. It's been a busy week for me, so I haven't been... I haven't been thinking about a whole lot of anime. That's fine. I have plenty of things to talk about. Excellent. The first thing I want to talk about is a thing called Centurions. Do you remember Centurions? No. Okay, so it was a cartoon in, I guess, the late 80s. Um, I remember it from the early 90s. Um, But the the basic premise of it is uh, the adventures of a unit of elite soldiers who wear special frames that uh, accept various weapons and transportation equipment teleported from uh, a space station. Uh, And the basic, like, premise of it is it's, like, a group of people who have to, like, fight some bad guys. There's, like... um, a guy who's in charge of, like, air combat, ground combat, and, like, sea combat. Mm -hmm. And they get, like, beamed down, like, uh, modifications that attach to them uh, as, like, suits. So it's, like, kind of like a mech, like, Iron Man kind of, like, hybrid sort of thing. Okay. Um, But it was, like, one of my favorite cartoons as a kid. And I used to, like, I didn't have toys for it, so I used to take my Legos and like you could attach things to the back of their legs and stuff so like those were like a suitable like alternative but that was like that consumed a large portion of my early childhood and uh I was talking about it uh and reminiscing with it uh with a coworker, and I looked it up and it was made by Nippon Sunrise Studio 7 oh which okay. is also famous for Gundam yeah um so it was just funny that, like, one of my earliest cartoon memories is actually an anime okay. uh, that I had no idea about. So that was, like, a, a fun little realization I had this week. Look at that. Yeah. We're learning. We're, we're accessing memories. Yeah. Know, we're... Uh, on on a completely different end yeah. of the spectrum. You, you think uh, so? Yeah. You read the yeah, the did. first <laughs> volume of this. Um I, I I read the entire series. Uh, this week, Uncle Dan gets a weird manga corner. Yeah, this is this is for sure the weird manga corner. Um, so the manga is called uh, Gigant, and it is by uh, Hiroya uh, Oku. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, they wrote uh, Gantz, which is a famous like seinen manga and live action show and anime. Yeah. Um, and that was really like my first exposure into like some really seinen territory. And this is very much seinen as well. This comes with a huge asterisk of this is um, explicitly sexual content, explicitly violent content, um, graphic gore. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty out there. We've um, talked before about how Sanin doesn't always have to be violent and gory and porny. This is, those this things. is all of those things <laughs> to a very high degree. Um, I, I happen to be a really big fan of the manga's art. Um, I think it's yeah. incredibly detailed. Um, the stories are super weird and super dark and super out there. Um, and it's, it's an interesting kind of corner of the space that uh, every once in a while I like to explore. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us about this one, Dan? Yeah. um, So basically the story is uh, about uh, these two characters. Um, 
One is this uh, high schooler, this other is an adult film star. Uh, they kind of meet and end up falling in love. Uh, she ended up stumbling across this guy who attached a device to her arm, which allows her to grow larger. Mm-hmm. Um, it branches into a lot of weird places from sure there. Does. Um, there's definitely a, a, an unacceptable um, sexual relationship between a minor and an adult in it. In um, anime? In manga? Yeah. No um, way. They talk about it. Uh, they don't really do a good job of addressing it. Um it, but uh, if you can get past that, it's a very interesting story. It gets into time travel and aliens and Jesus. AI and robots and Satan and all it, kinds of Jesus craziness. It goes to weird. I've only <laughs> it, read the first volume, and this is in, this is none of that. It it goes to some weird places. How many volumes is it? Uh, I think it's like eight. Or nine, maybe it a... just it just finished. It I think it's something like ninety chapters or so. That's not so bad. That's no, no, it's it's like a pretty like tight story. Um, the Boy. the end is not my favorite. Um, it uh, it kind of does a um, uh, oh god that that manhwa that. Solo leveling? Yeah, solo leveling. I love you were, you were nuts about it for a oh, year, God. and then now we're like, oh, that month. Yeah, I mean, it's that's what happens when you ruin it. It's like the same thing with Promise Neverland. Like, mm. I could not sing yeah. the praises of that more, and now, like, the second season really taints the memory. Like, I don't recommend it to people anymore. Yeah, me neither. It's a shame. First season was so good. Yeah, if you watch the first season alone, but it's like I don't want to invite anyone to do it. Like when I got Mike into solo leveling, I was like, this is great. And then I read the ending and I was like, big asterisk. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way. Which like, listen, if you can come in with an understanding of it, sometimes that's okay. Yeah, like with, with um, Darling of the Franks. Yeah, If you know example. ahead of time that the ending is going to suck, you can still appreciate it. I, you know what? I appreciate Darling in the Franks for kind of the colossal calamity that it became. It did, yeah. It, in, it became it in a fun way. Um, but yeah, so that's gigant. Um, yeah, uh, going into my next topic, I have a little rant. Uh, I don't like the high dive user interface, and I learned that you have different opinions about this. I do. I do have a different opinion of this. I actually like the 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 UI. Um, dive. Let's hear what you don't like about it, and I'll say what I like about it. And we'll so talk. first things first. Um, the iOS apps are trash. Okay. Um, the iPad app was not loading for me for days that's weird um it would like show the back like the splash screen not load anything i like i used to work for for apple like troubleshooting devices i did all did of you the turn stuff it off and turn it back yeah, on? yeah i did all of the things uh-huh. and it you know it still like would not work and then one day it started working Okay. It doesn't have offlining, which is huge for me because I watch a lot of my anime on the subway um, to and from work. Uh, and it doesn't have, like, navigation features within the video. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have, uh, you know, a jump 15 seconds button or a double tap to jump, which I think are kind of, like, basic video player necessities nowadays. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it, to me, it's just, like, it feels like the app was made for 
five or six years ago. Interesting, because I had the direct opposite experience. Uh, now, for just for you know to qualify, I do use uh, um, Android devices, so you know that could be part of the reason why. But um, I found that the app was very fast, very smooth. I liked that there is you don't have to choose full screen once you start the once you start the show it starts in full screen. Um, I found navigating the website was pretty easy. Also on desktop the, the navigation. The website's good as well. fine. I like um, that it tells you when the next episode is coming yes. up. That's a really nice feature. I'll give it. I that. really like that. The um, website is certainly better than that. And part of me thinks that maybe it's easier to navigate just because they don't have as huge a library as Crunchyroll and Funimation does. So that's possible. Yeah. But um. Yeah, overall, I, you know, I didn't really miss the, I don't offline because my commute is like one train stop and it's, you know, not enough to watch anime. Aww. Yeah, well, I mean, I still have to walk for 20 <laughs> minutes after that train stop, so don't get too envious. But like, um, and so I don't offline and I also don't typically uh, use the tap to, to, to uh, advance or re- rewind. <laughs> I usually Best boy just Justin watches bar. straight through. Yeah, nothing no. stops him. Well, he actually, that is through it. that is actually true. Like, I don't if I can't fully focus on an, on an anime, I won't watch. Like, I won't watch it unless I have the the bandwidth to fully focus on it. Um, and I usually just use the the scroll bar to skip the the OPs and the EDs <laughs> if that's what I'm doing for that particular episode, which I do sometimes. Get in my mentions about it. I don't care. Um, yeah, so interesting that we came down on opposite opinions on this one. Interesting. Well, we'll see how it develops. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, with that being said, it's a pretty good time for us to check on in Studio WEEB for some anime news. All right, Best Buds, we got some dreamy, creamy news no, coming right no, up. No, 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 <laughs> absolutely not. Um, up first, we have entertainment news website Deadline reported on Tuesday that Amazon is in talks for the rights to a live-action Voltron project. Warner Brothers uh, Universal and several other studios were also bidding for the live-action project rights last month. Uh, Rawson Marshall uh, Thurber of Red Notice uh, would co-write the script with Ellen Shanman, uh, and they would also direct. Todd Lieberman and David Haberman uh, from Beauty and the Beast of 2017, uh, and World uh, Events Productions Bob Koplar uh, from Voltron the Legendary Defender would produce the project. Uh, Studios have previously attempted a live-action Hollywood project for the franchise in 2007 and 2012, but neither of them moved forward. This one seems to be. Uh, it could be dope. It could be. It could be. I like a live action Voltron. Um, Amazon has done pretty decent with its like own shows. They have the money for it, so yeah. we'll see. I'm I'm down. Let's do it. But also, fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, sure. But like, you know, hopefully it's good. Yeah. Um, I'd be happy if it was. <laughs> uh, up next, uh, we're gonna talk about a little bit of a shakeup happening over. Uh, at uh, Crunchyroll, Shit. yeah. Shit. Uh, <laughs> Sony Pictures Entertainment revealed on Tuesday that Crunchyroll's chief executive officer, Colin Decker, is leaving the company. Crunchyroll's chief operating officer and Funimation's longtime COO, Ron Perini, uh, will become the company's new president. As COO, Perini spearheaded Crunchyroll's strategic day-to-day operations, including e-commerce, production studios, content programming, 
business intelligence, analytics, and other functions. Pirini joined Funimation in 2015 and it has led his company's growth uh, in global expansion and subscription base. Pirini stated, it is an honor and a privilege for me to take on this new role and to dive into the next chapter of Crunchyroll Forward. Having spent the last seven years involved in nearly every facet of the business and seeing how far we've come, the opportunity ahead is bright. I look forward to what we will do together next. There are so many things that excite me about the new role, but one part that stands out is clear opportunity to accelerate growth, size, and love of anime around the world by putting fans and the community first by helping everyone belong. Nice sentiments. Yeah. Yeah, we'll shaking see. things up over at Crunchyroll. <laughs> hey, listen, Crunchyroll is going to be in flux for a while with this merger with yeah. Funimation. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in my news story here as well. Um, but yeah, Crunchyroll, uh, you know, we're going to see probably going to be an entirely different product a, a year from now than what we're looking at right now. Listen, the, this is the chief operating officer from Crunchyroll or from Funimation, right? Um, he has worked at both Crunchyroll and Funimation. Yeah. So like generally in the past few years, I think both companies have been on the right track. Yeah. Um, they so. need to fix their, their apps, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think with, with both teams merging together and being under the Sony umbrella, I think that there's a pretty decent chance of that happening absolutely um moving on to my news stories for the week i'm actually covering labor news this week um if only we had a labor news we don't sound have effect. a labor news sound effect um we'll we'll just go boop 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 boop, boop, boop labor news <laughs> i'm just gonna let okay. that, let that right. fly fine um <laughs> the legal portal site bengo4.com reported last week that the central labor relations committee's labor standards inspection office recommended corrective action to japanese media company toei in response to the company's alleged practice of working employees beyond legal limits and failing to provide proper overtime pay to employees Toei said in response that it has already decided to take uh, steps on improving its policies based on the recommendation and acknowledged it as fair. Um, the investigation resulted from the complaints of an unnamed female Toei assistant producer who filed a lawsuit against Toei last November. In doing so, she laid out the examples. Uh, she laid out examples of Toei's business practices, including a fixed overtime system, which basically boiled down to her receiving the same salary no matter how much overtime she worked. Uh, according to her report, workdays regularly exceeded 13 hours per day. Um, as if that weren't bad enough, the assistant producer also reported incidents of sexual harassment, including inappropriate touching and unreasonable requests from her superiors. Her internal complaints regarding these incidents were ignored. Uh, so yeah, do better, Toei. This is... Uh... Yeah, uh, it's good that they acknowledged it is fair. It's really shitty that it took all of that to for that to happen yeah. um and keep in mind the lawsuit is still ongoing so like come on it, it's i don't understand why it's so hard for companies to just like treat employees decently like every study shows that like they're more productive and like you know you have higher retention and like there's there's only actual benefit it's just like pure greed to like squeeze money out of the here and now it really is um, that's my soapbox for today. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so shitty, shitty Toei. Bad, bad, bad. Um, next up, the Screen Actors Guild, uh, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, SAG-AFTRA, uh, labor union, issued a do-not-work notice on the Dragon Quest The Adventure of Die English dub um, on April 22nd of this month. 
The statement uh, they released is as follows. Please be advised that Ocean Media, the producer of the English-language dubbing series Dragon Quest Legend of Dai, has refused to execute a basic minimum agreement that is in full force and effect for work with respect to this series. As such... Uh, SAG-AFTRA members are hereby instructed to withhold any active uh, acting services for this production until further notice. Please note, accepting uh, employment or rendering services on Dragon Quest Legend of Die may be considered a violation of Global Rule 1. Therefore, all SAG-AFTRA members are hereby informed that no member may accept work or appear on the above production. Violating this order may result in disciplinary action in accordance with the SAG-AFTRA Constitution. Um, so this is big. Lay down uh, the law union. Yeah, SAG-AFTRA represents over 160,000 performers, including voice actors, and negotiates contracts with studios to guarantee consistent pay, working conditions, contributions towards health insurance and a pension, and preferential casting for union members. Um, yeah, you. in order to appear on screen, you have to be in this in SAG. That may be true for, for Hollywood media and most Western media, but this is actually not true for uh, voice acting, and we're going to talk about oh, it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so dubbing in America has been plagued with problems for voice actors for a long time now, and things don't seem to be getting better since the merger between Funimation and Crunchyroll. Now, Funimation does its dubs in Texas, which is a right-to-work state that severely diminishes the powers of unions. There has been no indication that the studio will relocate now that it falls under ownership of Crunchyroll. Um, so what that means, for those of you who aren't familiar with what a right-to-work state is, um, you know, the kinds of agreements that keep, uh, you know, non-union actors off the screen in Hollywood or wherever else they're recording, um, you know, content does not apply in right-to-work states. In a right-to-work state, uh, a company can hire non-union members if it wants to, regardless. Um, now, voice actors are already among the lowest paid in the acting industry, with anime specifically at the bottom of the barrel. And to give you an example of that, the English voice actors for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, a film that took the number two spot in the U.S. box office in its opening weekend, were likely paid just $150 to $600 each, based on the going rate in the industry. That's not a per hour rate, that's the total amount. Jesus. So, like, even with union representation, pay is very low for voice actors. Without it, that's insane. It's almost criminally and, low, and it's not like the money doesn't exist to pay these people. Exactly, the money exists. Crunchyroll, Funimation, you know, are all doing pretty well. They can yeah. afford to pay these actors. Jujutsu Kaisen did well in theaters. Yeah, exactly. Um, and part of that, it, it part of that also stems from the fact that voice actors in Japan are also not paid well. Yeah. Um, unless they're like big, they you know oftentimes work multiple jobs at once at the same time yeah. uh, it's incredibly bad for your health a lot of them get sick um so you know it's 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 tough to be a voice actor it's even tougher to be an english dubbing voice actor yeah. in, in america um so yeah i just kind of wanted to to highlight those as some like some labor issues that we can talk about this week uh it's not good. always sunshine and rainbows in anime land yeah good good highlight best boy justin absolutely but, uh, you know, with all that being said, uh, let us know what you think. Um, you know, are you a voice actor? Let us know. We'll bring you on the pod. Um, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod or send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and leave us an Apple Podcast review if you like the show, if you learned something. Um, and with all that said, it's time for us to move right on into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? I, want, I say meat and you say that other thing 
When I say meat, you say potatoes. Meat. Potatoes. Meat. Potatoes. Done. Great. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> All right, best buds, this week what we have for you today is our spring 2022 <laughs> this week what today. to watch. Shut up. <laughs> what to watch guide. Uh, we've got everything. We've got your continuing anime. We've got your sequels. We've got your brand new IPs. Let's go ahead and dive right on into it. Keep in mind, all titles are streaming on Crunchyroll, unless otherwise noted, because Monopolies. Though that said, there are a few interesting sources for some anime this season, and we got a High Dive membership, so we can actually uh, check into those titles. And I'm glad we did, because there's a few good ones on High Dive this season. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm excited to explore High Dive a little further. Yeah, um... Mostly late at night with the with the door locked. <laughs> yes, but also maybe not necessarily. And we'll get into that when we talk about some of the titles that are screaming, uh, streaming on yeah. High Dive. Um, so we're going to mix it up a little bit this time. Uh, we're going to do this on the fly. We've come up with a scale of mid that we kind of stole from uh, Garnt of... Um, Giguk. Giguk. Uh, where we're going to kind of rank each things in various levels of mid. So peak mid will be the best, followed by upper mid, and then mid, which is true mid. Uh, and then below mid, and I didn't know what to call below mid, so I went with dumpster fire. Yeah, dumpster fire mid works. Um, so yeah, uh, getting into it, we really have only one show that we're tracking that is continuing from last season, and that is uh, Salaryman's Club. Um, how do how do they say it in the show? Uh, Badurima. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, that is on Sundays, uh, coming from Linden Films, who did Tokyo Avengers, Berserk, uh, Schwarzenmarken, Other Side Picnic, uh, new uh, additional uh, initial D movies as well. Additional knee. <laughs> additional knee. <laughs> uh, initial D. Um, but yeah, uh, basically, uh, it's a show about uh, badminton and. Um, uh, and working uh, as an adult. Um, it takes place in a beverage company, the Sunlight Beverage Company, yep. uh, with a group of salesmen. Uh, so part of it is kind of just like these group of guys working in sales in, you know, an office in Japan um, and kind of the things that go along with that. And then it's also part uh, sports anime and it's like it hits all of the sports anime yeah it doesn't notes. skimp on the sports anime it's like even from the OP it's like clear like they have like the perfect lineup of all of their like opponent teams within the OP and you're like this is a sports and anime the best part about that though is that when it does when it has the lineup of the opposing sports teams it does a screen wipe while they're on screen and it shows them in their working clothes and mm. then in their badminton clothes yeah it's like it's you know most like high school sports anime you we talked about this in the sports anime episode you yep. have the whole like um high school episodes where they're taking tests and usually doing poorly cuz they've been focusing on you know baseball or whatever the whole time uh-huh but like those episodes are like adult real adult things yeah. like you know oh i 
you know, got this project at work and I don't know what I'm supposed to do and I have to rely on my coworkers because yeah. I'm new. And it's like, that's a thing that you can relate to as an adult. So it, it's an interesting twist on it. I, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, or even like learning how to grow up. So like when <laughs> when the the, uh, the older coworker finds out that the main character who is the younger coworker only owns one suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you should probably have more clothes than that. Yes, you know? it's, it's very relatable. I have, well, one usable suit at the moment. I have a couple. I have a couple, but I, uh, you know. Really only one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's a strong recommend. I'm behind on it, but but I really enjoy what I've seen. And I'm glad that it's going on for longer. Because I, I really believe most sports anime need more episodes to yeah. like spread their wings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely caught up on it. I'm like an episode or two behind. Um, but uh, there's some really good drama going on in the second half of the season. Ooh, yeah, okay. So pretty, pretty good. Pretty good watch. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like Best Boy Dan said, that kind of closes it out. That's the only continuing anime that we're tracking at the moment. Um, so next up, we're going to talk about some sequels that are coming out this season. And we've got a bunch of them. First one up, we have uh, this, The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2. Yeah. Which comes to us on Wednesdays. And it comes to us from Kinema Citrus, who did Made in Abyss, uh, Cardfight Vanguard, and also DR Movie, who is a Korean production house that has done a lot of American animation. Yeah. Um, I have a spicy take on on Rising of the Shield Hero. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I think that uh, it only um, gets away with it because it has a cute raccoon girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rough Talia excuses a lot of um, problematic storytelling. Yeah. This season opens up with another volunteer <laughs> slavery. It sure does. It sure does. Like, <laughs> one was not enough. Twice Clearly we have wasn't. to say, like, you know what? Slavery is okay when it's they want to be slaves. Like, no. this is... <sighs> I Okay, here's... I have complicated feelings about Shield Hero. Because okay. it is problematic. <laughs> it's so problematic. But I do like the show. Uh, it's kind of like... I don't know. It gives me the same thing as, like, Goblin Slayer. Like... I guess. I just... I, I appreciate that it's, like, pretty good. I just... It... Oh. I... What we forgot to rank? Uh, we forgot oh. to rank uh, salary. Well, let's well. finish talking about uh, okay, yeah. Shield Hero, and then we'll we'll go back and do it. Um, but yeah, I I would say that like, it just for what it is, it doesn't like grab me the way that I think it grabs a lot of people. I I feel like it's a it people love this show and and. It's okay to me. That, I like but that's show. just my thing. I can I appreciate it. But. It's also worth considering that um, Japan as a culture doesn't have the same uh, uh, cultural history of, of chattel slavery that we do in the United States. Fair. So slavery in Japan is more of an is way more of an abstract concept than it is here in the United States. Even though they did have a very a, a very abusive system of feudalism and serfdom but that's they don't have the same like cultural thing about slavery as we do here because we did sure do a whole lot of it <laughs> yeah i mean I, we don't need to go into it but there are other things about there are other things about it that's wrong <laughs> about the show it's also wrong. there's a thing like everyone gets caught up on the slavery thing but nobody ever remembers that it's also a grooming fantasy it's also a grooming fantasy oh and also there's the like uh fake rape claims in it too yeah there's a lolly bird yeah oh 
lolly bird. It's weird when the lolly bird is like not the like most problematic. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, you know, for Rising of the Shield Hero, if you liked the first season, you will probably also like this season. I mean, that's gonna be our our thing for pretty much all of these. Anything that gets a second season is like if you liked the first one. Then. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Some 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 of them shit the bed kind of early on. But. I guess uh, uh, how not to summon a demon lord was not good at the yeah. first season and got a second season. Yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, that's Shield Hero. Let's rate it. Let's rate it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give Shield Hero below mid. I am going to give Shield Hero mid. Fair enough. Yes. Um, um, oh, salary man. Salary man. Upper uh, mid. Yeah. Upper mid. Yeah. I will agree with that. Cool. Um, it's like, I'd say it's solidly in the middle of upper mid too. Yeah. Um, all right. Up next. Oh, Kaguya-sama Love is War Ultra Romantic. Hell yeah. That's uh, that's on Saturdays. That makes Saturdays are lit this year. Yeah, they are. Um, it's from A1 Pictures, Sword Art, you know, Your Lion April. That oh, you should watch that. It's April. Watch Your Lion April. No, don't watch Your Lion April. <laughs> it's a sweet cry. Sweet, lovely April story. Um, fairy Tale, Darling in the Franks, uh, previous Kaguya-sama Love is War seasons, Seven Deadly Sins, Wotakoi, Gate, Aramanga Sensei, Blend S, Fate Apocrypha. That's a weird bag there at the yeah. End. Also, do watch your Lion April. Just be aware it'll make you sad. It's a good um, the ED is uh, a Starship Troopers reference. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's basically like it's like, hey, what if we made a Starship Troopers anime that was a minute and a half long? Yeah, and it, it hits all the major scenes from the movie. And we're we're talking the Peter Verhoeven movie, not like the the novel, which was weird and fashy. Um, and. Uh, I was I was when you said like oh hey it's a there's a Starship Troopers reference in the ED I thought it was just gonna be like a little reference no the whole sequence yeah. is a Starship Troopers <laughs> reference it's, it's amazing I want to watch this anime <laughs> um but yeah it's uh, that that alone made it for me it's great I'm happy it's it's coming back it is kind of like the first episode back was slow it picks back up in the second where it's which is hilarious. Yeah, it's you know, it's love is war. It there's we've only seen two episodes. I haven't seen anything that's going to like top the balloon episode no. yet. Um but it's you know, it's a solid romantic comedy that I would recommend to anyone. Yeah. Basically like there's no caveats on this one. Also the narrator, the the guy who narrates like the the like yeah. the quote unquote battles, I want him to narrate my life. Yeah, he has such great. a good voice. Um but yeah, a top top notch rom-com. Yeah. Would recommend. Where do you give time. it on the mid scale? Ooh. I give I will give it an upper mid verging on peak mid depending on how episode 3 goes. I are, are we ranking Kaguya-sama as a whole or as the season? I think when we're ranking the the sequels, we can take into account the other seasons, I think. Because we've like, only seen like two episodes of this one. You know, when the first season came out, I would say peak mid. Okay. Absolutely. I think it has cemented itself as like really great. It's, I would say, upper mid, you know, right, yeah. right near that line of peak mid, but not quite there because I think just kind of newer more advanced comedies have come out since then I think if if we get another episode like the balloon one it mm. would it would tip over into peak mid yeah that, that is a good point yeah it's just like the comedy in this in this <laughs> show is so well done yeah um 
Next up, we have Comey Can't Communicate Season 2, except we don't because it's in Netflix jail. <laughs> yeah. But when it does come out, it'll be out on Thursdays, and you can only catch that on Netflix. Yeah. Da-dum. I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of, uh, memes from the OP. So. Yeah, apparently the OP is going to be interesting. Um, it comes I've to us from to OL. It. Yeah, it's just, it's not as good as last seasons. Well, that's fine. I haven't watched it yet, so. But it comes to us from OLM, who did Pokemon, Berserk, Odd Taxi, and Zoids. Also a weird mix. Also a weird mix. <laughs> uh, like we said, it's not out of Netflix jail yet, so we haven't watched it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a peek mid. Yeah, it's probably going to be great. Yeah. Um, next up, we do have, though, a show that is out. Science Fell in Love, So I Tried to Prove It, Season 2. Uh, this one comes out on Saturdays. Again, Saturdays are stacked. And it comes to us from the studio Zero G, which, uh, did, uh, The Night Beyond the Tricornered Window. And My Roommate is a Cat, which I haven't watched, but now I kind of want to. <laughs> I think um, you would enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, this one basically follows the story of two scientists who are big nerds and they they like each other and they're like, we should use science to prove if it's really love. Uh, it's great. The first, it's way more etchy than this Which first so season wild was. To me. But I think it's just this arc in the first two episodes. Okay. Um, because it's it's kind of, it does what Fire Force does where it's all centered around one specific character who is a member of another lab that they like collaborate with in the first like arc of this um oh interesting this season um but overall still great um you know the characters are goofy does it make sense in the context of the show yeah yeah kind of unlike like, maki yeah 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 no it it, it it makes sense like it makes sense as far as any fan service in anime can make sense but like um <laughs> oh we're gonna talk about some some kind of the <laughs> progenitor of fan service and anime later on yeah but um overall yeah i think it's pretty good so far i'm excited to continue watching it um it, i would probably give it a, a mid true mid okay. rating sounds yeah. fair um this one I, we're both really psyched for uh, Ascendance of a Bookworm season three. I, I started talking about it, and Justin started nodding his head frantically, like <laughs> like a child about to receive a present. Yes. Um, which is the, the present was this show? Which is the sentiment I honestly feel about this show? It comes out on Tuesday from Ajado. Ajado. That's what. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who made How Not to Summon a Demon Lord and Kimono Jihan? Another good show. Um, which actually like stylistically makes sense. Yeah, like, I totally that's see it. In the art style um but like oh god this is easily one of my favorite isekais it is like basically like what if isekai but like uh, a very like frail sickly girl who like uses her smarts from modern day to advance herself and deal with her situation in life yeah uh and it's beautiful and like one of the only non-violent isekais out there I wouldn't necessarily call it non-violent. I would call it less than violent. I mean, there's still the battle with the trombies. I and suppose like, there are still, but it's not like violent. core to the story. Yeah, it's not. Right? It's not violent by nature. Like um, most of those shows are about like going out and adventuring and killing monsters. This right. show is about like world building, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like this show. Uh, it's beautiful. Like the hair animation, the art style is gorgeous. Um, it continues to present a level of intrigue um, that is just you don't get it out of shows any uh, around that are like out right now. Like the every character is fully fleshed out. They have goals and motivations, and you get to watch them intertwine and clash and develop, and it's very satisfying. 
it's like when I say it's a world building show, it's that is its absolute strength. It every way in which the nobles and the church and the commoners work together is yeah. thought out down to like the location of them within the city and how that affects and interacts with them and how their, you know, uh, merchant system works and yeah. like their guild system and trading and all of that sort of stuff is like thought out so incredibly detailed um kind of from what i understand the same way that like one piece is yeah um but it's just like if you want a thoroughly developed interesting world um this is it if you want hack and slash this is not it <laughs> yeah this one kind of reminds me of like it's, it's similar to like far away paladin in that it has that kind of world building element where like if your dungeon master from D got to put together an anime this is what would come out, you know, like a very detailed, like finally it, it gets into the minutia of the world like that it inhabits. Really, really well done. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a peak mid. Peak mid, for sure. Yeah, I think that was an easy. Easy, easy, easy. 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 Uh, I'm Aim, Warrior at the Borderline, part two is out. Um, it comes out on Tuesdays and it comes to us from Sunrise Beyond, who did Gundam, all of the Gundam. And also Centurions, apparently. apparently. <laughs> um, I'll name... Uh, it, it's out... Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. It is out. Um, it, you know, kind of... We left on a cliffhanger at the end of part one, but it's, like, not a cliffhanger because, like, everyone knew it was going to happen and then, like, everything that everyone thought was going to happen happened in the first episode. Um, so, you know, it's back. Uh, it's fine. It's... I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not like, you know, <sighs> like excited for it. Like I am for, for a sentence of a bookworm. Um, I give it a below mid. Um, is this Kyokai Senki or is that different? Yes, that's, yes, yeah. Uh, they have nice kits. They do have nice Gundam kits. Yes. Not Gundam kits. <laughs> Model kits. Model kits. Um, the next one's all you. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, next one we have Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045 Season 2 or Part 2, depending on who you ask. Um, we don't know what day of the week this is going to drop. I think, uh, Netflix last time around, they just dropped all the episodes at once. Um, and it is scheduled for May 23rd. That's why we haven't seen anything of it yet. Um, but it comes to us from Production IG, who did Attack on Titan, Haikyuu, Psychopaths, Kuroko Moon Basketball, Vinland Saga, Ancient Magus Bride, Fully Cooley, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Great Pretender, Usagi Drop, but not really, Blood Plus, XXXholic, uh, Moriarty the Patriot, Love Hina, and Ace of the Diamond. Oh, and also the Prince of Tennis. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, this show, this is we've talked about this show on the pod in the past. Um, my thoughts on it are the anime is the animation is atrocious, um, but if you are into the franchise, you will appreciate the story, which is really good. Um, all of the original voice actors are coming back again, which is good. Um, yeah, I mean, if you watched the first part and you were able to get through all of it, I'm sure this would be <laughs> fine too. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a below mid. I won't give it a dumpster fire. It's not that bad. The story is redeemable. Um, and uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for it uh, when it comes out on May 23rd and I'll check back in. Yeah, I'm going to abstain because I'm probably not going to watch it. That's fine. <laughs> um, but what I will probably watch out of a sense of duty will be Shin Ikitosen. Okay. Um, have you ever seen this? No. This is... Huh. Uh, 
Well, all right. Well, I'll, I'll give you the background. So uh, it's probably coming out May 17th. I'm not sure what, on what network. We'll let you know. It yeah. um, comes to us from ARMS, who did uh, Elfin Lead, uh, Aesthetic of a Rogue Hero, and Queen's Blade, which, again, is a very weird combination. Um, for those who don't know, those are some etchy titles at the end there. Elfin Laid. Elfin Laid is a mindfuck on yeah. epic proportions. Um, it is uh, the sequel to the classic Ikitosen series, which takes place in Japan, where several high schools have established their turfs. Each school is uh, has a fighter that contains the essence of a soldier from ancient China nearly 2,000 years ago, and their battles will determine the fates of every establishment. Okay. Um <laughs> this is one of the progenitors to um, Echi. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, this is a battle manga where the girls' clothes explode off of them as they fight. Nice! Um, this is, like, one of the ones that, like, was the start of it. It's like Food Wars, um, but with fists. Yeah, basically. Um, so this is, like, this is, like, early, like, Echi culture. So it's it's an interesting watch. I'm, it's not good. Um, okay. But yeah, it's that's that's coming out there. It's wild that it's getting a new season because this is like maybe a twenty-year-old series. Is it a season? Is it a sequel or is it like a remake? No, no, no. It's like it's the next like oh wow that's chapter wild. in the story. I think this is the third season uh, actually. Okay. But like they haven't made them in like twenty or something years, so it's like kind of weird news. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's worth worth bringing up. I'll. We'll check it out. We'll see <laughs> if it has changed over time. Yeah, keep us posted. Um, but yeah, that does it for the sequels that we're tracking this uh, this season. Um, so next up, we have the anime that are fresh this season for spring 2022. And uh, starting off, we're just going to get the get the elephant out of the room. Uh, and we're going to talk about Spy X Family. Because holy shit, this show is yeah, amazing. Um, uh, I would like to point out that uh, after two episodes it is already number three on my anime list yeah it's so good uh it comes to us on saturdays again saturdays are stacked and uh we have wit studio to thank for that and they Ugh. did attack on titan mm -hmm. Seraph of the, the Wind. original seasons yep the ancient magus bride cabinary of the iron fortress villain saga great pretender vivi florida eyes song uh, also with uh, Cloverworks, who did Darling in the Franks, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, The Promised Neverland, Haremia, and Wonder Egg Priority. Um, and for those of you who are unfamiliar with the show, I'll go ahead and read a brief synopsis before we start uh, talking about it. Um, for the agent known as Twilight, no order is too tall if it is for the sake of peace. Operating as Westalis's master spy, Twilight works tirelessly to prevent extremists from sparking a war with uh, neighboring country Ostania. For his latest mission, he must investigate Ostanian politician Donovan Desmond by infiltrating his son's school, the prestigious Eden Academy. Thus, the agent faces the most difficult task of his career, get married, have a child, and play family. Twilight, or Lloyd Forger, quickly adopts the unassuming orphan Anya to play the role of a six-year-old daughter and prospective Eden Academy student. For a wife, he comes across Yor Briar, an absent-minded office worker who needs a pretend partner of her own to impress her friends. However, Lloyd is not the only one with a hidden nature. Yor moonlights as the lethal assassin Thorn Princess. For her, marrying Lloyd creates the perfect cover. Meanwhile, Anya is not the ordinary girl she appears to be. She's an esper. 
the product of a secret experiment that allows her to read minds. Although she uncovers their true identities, Anya is thrilled that her new parents are cool secret agents. She would never tell them, of course, because that would ruin the fun. Under the guise of the Forgers, the spy and... Uh, ooh, I lost my spot here. The spy, the assassin, and the esper must act as a family while carrying out their own agendas. Although these liars and misfits are only playing parts, they soon find that family is about far more than blood relations. Uh, it's wonderful on every level. It's so good. Anya is the the best girl of this like whole year, probably. Super, super cute. Yeah. Uh, just so adorable. Yeah. I've I, only I, had Anya for two episodes, but if anything happens to her, I'll kill everyone in this room and then myself. Yeah. Like, it, it's the internet is going nuts for Anya with, you know, for fair reason. Um, you know, shout out to Best Boy Mike, who read, who's been reading the manga, so he got a head start on this one. Um, I knew that it was coming out with an anime, so I waited, and I'm glad I did because I really love this show. Yeah, so it's good. Wonderful. The also the OP and the ED, man, mm -hmm. really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really enjoy them. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about this one? I mean, it's like all of the characters are great. Anya is hilarious. Oh, your your is is top notch. I I really just can't wait to see how the story progresses. This is one that we knew that it was kind of. One that was on the top of, like, manga that hasn't been adapted. And this is kind of, like, as far as I know, one of the last bastions of, like, the big holdouts of things that haven't been adapted. Other than maybe, like, solo leveling at this point now. Yeah. Um, which they're also adding chapters to. We probably should have mentioned that in the news. Too. Oh, yeah. So well. we'll see if that makes it any better. But getting back to, um, to Spy Family, I'm going to... Give this one peak mid. Yeah, I'm gonna this give this is, one peak mid. It took two episodes, but I feel comfortable that this show is not gonna let me down. Absolutely. Um, and it's it's Wit Studio. Like Wit Studio, it, the uh, what we didn't mention they did recently was uh, Ranking of Kings. Oh yeah. Um, which is another phenomenal show. They are just a top notch studio, and, and they have the animation to back it up. So this is. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do animation-wise with it, because it should be good. Absolutely. So, Spy Family, peak mid. We're all about it. Can't wait for more. Um, yeah. Uh, up next, we have uh, uh, another rom-com, which is Shikimori is Not Just a Cutie. Uh, and I actually read uh, the first volume of the manga. Yep. And Best Boy Justin uh, has read further than that, I believe, right? Yeah, I've, I'm current with the manga. Yeah. Um, it comes on Sundays. Um, Sundays are pretty lit this season, too. Yeah. Uh, from Doga Koba. Doga Kobo, mm -hmm. uh, who did Gabriel Dropout, Heavy Are the How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, um, Helpful Fox Senko-san, Sing Yesterday to Me, Asteroid in Love, and My Senpai is Annoying. Uh, Shikimori seems like the perfect girlfriend. Cute, fun to be around, sweet when she wants to be, uh, but she has a cool dark side that comes out under the right circumstances. And her boyfriend, Izumi, loves to be around when that happens. Um... Uh, Everyone is like, <laughs> Shikamori is going to like take Marin down as best girl. And then fucking Anya comes and just like swipes it out from yeah. under her. But also the, the thing about that too is that also people who were saying that were people who aren't familiar with the manga. So like a lot of people, and I saw this on. They um, were familiar with that one still of her, like with the super cool like blue eyes. Exactly. Yeah. So like when, one thing that happened online, like on Reddit and on the forums and everything that I've seen is that people are disappointed in Shikimori because they were expecting a show more along the lines of My Dress Up Darling 
when that's not what this show is. This show is solidly in slice of life territory. Mm-hmm. It is. It doesn't have like a, 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 a like a high stakes love drama like my uh, my, my dress up darling does. Um, that doesn't mean it's not good. I, if you like slice of life, this show is fantastic. Um, Shikimori is awesome. The yeah. animation is beautiful. The eyes, the uh, the art for the eyes is particularly really well good. done. Um, but uh, also, we get a boy with a fang in this one, which I yeah. think is a nice change. I love a fang boy. Um, yeah, the ED is really good too. Yeah, uh, I I think it's it's a really adorable show. Um, it's it's definitely like more. Um, like full cast focus than I initially expected. Absolutely, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Um, it. The thing I think is really cool about it is that uh, they already start off in a relationship, and there's like some insecurity and stuff. Like yeah. that's natural for that age, but um, it, it's nice to get to skip all of the like uncertainty parts of it, and, right? And have the story about a relationship. Um, it just gets told much less. Yeah, absolutely. Also, you get to see the the girlfriend do cabadone on the boyfriend. Oh is, yeah, that was great. You love, you well, gotta love that. That's all I want in life. Yeah, I just want a six foot seven Amazon goddess to cabadone me. Yes, um, and that's that's why Gigant may may appeal to you. Yes, absolutely. Um, next up on our list, we've got we're continuing in the slice of life rom com territory with Aharonsan is indecipherable. Comes to us on Saturdays again, stacked Saturdays uh, from Felix Film, who did Other Side Picnic and Nekopara, uh, two very <laughs> diametrically totally the same shows, exact same um, things. And this one centers around Reina Aharon, a small and cute student with a quiet voice who's bad, uh, quite bad at determining distance and personal space. Sometimes she's inches away from your face, and at other times, miles too far. The only one who tries to understand her antics is Raido Matsuboshi, who's seated beside her in class. He has a menacing face, but in reality, he's a kind boy with an imagination that can run wild at times. Aharon-san wa Harakanai follows the, uh, the peculiar pair as their odd friendship starts to blossom when Raido picks up Aharon's eraser for her. She misinterprets this gesture and now believes them to be best friends, showing how the simplest of things can prove to be the most complicated of challenges for them. Um, I love this show. This we forgot great. to rank the last one. We did forget to rank the last one. Um, I would give Shikimori's Not, a cute, uh, Not Just a Cutie Upper Mid. I think is probably safe for me. Uh, I'm gonna go with mid. Oh well, it's maybe, okay to be wrong sometimes. Maybe upper mid. We'll see. I I will reserve judgment on it. Okay. I'm gonna say in that general zone for now. Yeah, I'm mid give, to upper mid. I'm giving it upper mid. Solid upper mid. Um, Aharonson is indecipherable. I love this show. This show's great. Um. It's cute. It's hilarious. There was the the I forget if it's the second or the third episode, but had me bussing laughing like mm-hmm. I was rolling on the floor, man. Um, also, uh, Aharon San is really cute and, and funny. Must protect. You know, we got a lot of those. I mean, obviously, it's hard to stand up next to Anya, but yeah. Um, but overall, Anya has plenty of protection around her. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> overall, I really like this show. Uh, I can't wait to see more of it. Um, what are your thoughts, Dan? Uh, I like it. I kind of feel similarly to Shikamori. Like, it's enjoyable. Um, I, I don't know if it's like... So the the question for me at this point is, like, 
how many of these shows am I going to keep on watching after this season? Mm. Um, and like, this is one that I could see myself uh, watching. Um, I've only watched the first two okay. uh, episodes though. So I think like the third one, depending on how I feel about that one, will ultimately determine. Yeah. I think you should definitely wait till the watching the third one to make your decision. Cause I think the third one is the one that really had me laughing. But, um, but I enjoy all of the aspects of it. I think all of the characters are great. I think that it's a, it's a, you know, funny twist on the genre. Um, it's just kind of like an extreme version of it. Um, and it, it, it just works well and presents for good comedy situations. Yeah. Um, what do you want to rate this one? Uh, I, same place where I think it's like mid to like above mid. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can give it that. Um, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, if it's there, I would push Shikamori into above mid. Okay. Um, cause I would say Shikamori is like maybe just a little bit more solid of a show. Okay. Absolutely. Um, this one's like more like kind of like joke focused, whereas Shikamori is like kind of like more like story life focused. Yeah. Um, after that we have I'm Quitting Heroing, which is an interesting show. Yeah. It comes out on Thursdays. This is uh, our first High Dive uh, exclusive uh, from Studio EMT Squared, mm -hmm. who also did Drugstore in Another World and a bunch of isekai that uh, we haven't really heard of before. Um, after saving the world, the strongest hero, Leo, becomes someone who is not wanted in the peaceful human world. He's too strong. Exiled, he seeks a job at the Demon King's army, which he had defeated and needs to be rebuilt. The army has many problems, too much work, financial troubles, etc. Leo starts making things better using his power. Leo encounters Echidna again. Um, I enjoy that she's called Echidna. Yeah. Um, and asks her why she invaded the human world. There was an unexpected story. Uh, this show surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, me too. Um, I fully expected to hate it going in. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a, a very interesting twist on on the whole story. Because, like, I could see it, right? Like, someone single-handedly defeats, like, the whole Demon Lord's army and the Demon Lord. Like, people would be terrified of the power that person weld. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I just think, you know, this is... This one kind of falls into the same territory that we had um, with Miss Kuroitsu from the Monster Development Department last season. Mm. Um, wherein Did you keep up with that one? No, not really. I, I watched a couple more episodes after we finished, but then I kind of like it fell to the wayside. Not because it's not good, but just I had so much shit on my plate. But like, um, it, it falls into that same framework at where we're exploring work culture and work life um, from through the lens of the unfamiliar so in in that case it was the kind of the evil organizations like within a sentai anime framework whereas this one is more of the the aftermath of an isekai yeah kind of not even an isekai i think it's just a fantasy i don't yeah. think there is a reincarnation element but um a lot of those isekais share, share that story yeah line. they share that same kind of vein um and i think it's really well done the second did you watch the second episode or just the first uh just the first but like this is one that i'm actually like interested in continuing to watch yeah so like in the second episode he teaches her he teaches one of the demon generals basically like hey like if you don't delegate your tasks you're gonna be overloaded with work and you're gonna be miserable like and kind of like like teaching teaching people how to like go about their lives and their jobs in ways that are smart and healthy um and i, think I like that message yeah i think it's really good um 
And also just like the the comedy's well done. I love the little fox girl, the the what's her name? <laughs> that that she seems up your alley. Yeah, she's super cute. Um yeah, the show's really great. Uh, you know, I feel com- pretty comfortable giving this one an upper mid. Yeah, I would um, agree with that. I'm excited to, to keep watching it. Um, next up, we have Skeleton Knight in Another World. Uh, comes to <laughs> us on Thursdays from Studio Kai, who did Super Cub. Love that show. Uh, and also Hornets from Somali in the Forest Spirit. Didn't watch that one. Um, I watched the first episode. Meh, but meh. apparently it got good. Okay. Uh, One day, a gamer played video games until he fell asleep, and when he woke up, he found himself in the game world. Shocker. As a skeleton. Shocker. Uh, Equipped with the powerful weapons and armor of his avatar, but stuck with his frightening skeletal appearance, Ark has to find a place for himself in this new fantastical land. All his hopes for a quiet life are dashed when he crosses paths with a beautiful elven warrior, setting him on a journey full of conflict and adventure. Um... And as far as this one goes, uh, for me, for my part, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It's a VR MMO isekai. Uh, if you enjoy that kind of thing, you will enjoy Skeleton Knight. If you don't, it doesn't have anything new that will change your mind. I'm going to put a big old warning on this one. Yeah. Uh, and that's because it opens with a rape scene. Well, an attempted rape an scene. An attempted rape It's scene. not as bad as Goblin Slayer. It is not as bad as Goblin Slayer, but it's not not bad. Yeah, and that's actually the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about in this space, too, is that, like, you know, the use of sexual assault as a plot device and whether or not I'm okay with it, the answer is no. I don't like it, and I wish it would... <sighs> stop like it doesn't add it didn't add anything to the story in this case no it was in, in goblin slayer i would say it does because yes. it, it it sets out like the the reason why this guy is the goblin slayer so it makes sense even though i don't like it this yes. one i i understand like both sides of the argument with it in terms of like establishing a story in in terms of showing you the degree of evilness of a character but right. it can also just be used as a very lazy way of showing this bad yeah which is what which is what i think it does in this case in this yeah. case it doesn't add anything to the story it could have easily just been they were being kidnapped or they yeah. were being robbed or they were being murdered yeah like it didn't have to be sexual like assault. and there were elements that they added to it to make it more graphic yeah um that that felt unnecessary and past that it's a very bog standard isekai and there's like comedic moments there's like enjoyable bits you yeah. know he's a likable protagonist but like it that it, especially because that's the first impression you get of it really yeah. turned me off from the show. Yeah, I think it it, it didn't need to happen. Um, I'm comfortable giving this show below mid, even though Agreed. I will also probably keep watching it because, like like Best Boy Dan said, after that the show is pretty standard yeah. and actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, but you know that's something to keep in mind. It's like a uh, lazy overlord. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> another lazy show oh i spoiled it uh is tomodachi game which comes at us uh on wednesday from a koruto noburu who did how not to summon a demon lord omega which was the second season um yuichi katagiri uh has battled fr- uh financial hardships his whole life but has learned to stay content and positive thanks to his close circle of friends to keep the a promise he made to them, Yuichi saves up enough money to join them on the school trip. 
But when the gathered money mysteriously goes missing, suspicion falls on two of Yuichi's friends, Shiho Saragi and Makoto Shibe, uh, who are both in charge of collecting the payments. Although innocent, Shiho and Makoto take responsibility for failure to protect the money when no one else comes forward. A few days later, Yuichi and his friends receive mysterious letters, uh, which trick each of them into meeting up. Upon arrival, they are ambushed and knocked unconscious. They awake in a mysterious room in the presence of Manabu-kun, uh, a character from a controversial children's show that stopped airing due to its malicious content. Uh, I want to watch that show. Yeah, actually. Um, he informs the group that one of them is indirectly gathered them together in order to settle a large debt. They are to play a friendship game, a series of games that will test the strength of their bond and trust in each other. As the group's faith wavers due to the growing numbers of secrets and betrayals, Yuichi must figure out who of his friends he can actually trust and ultimately de- discover the identity of the traitor. Um, it, it's like... A show about making friends hate each other. Yeah, um, I, I haven't watched it, so this is all. Yeah, you. so I that's I mean that's what it's about, and it's not particularly enjoyable. The death game is super lazy. Like they just like get dropped in a room and they're like, "Hey, you're in a death game," and then they explain like the whole situation. Like, oh yeah, someone's in debt, and like you uh, are you gonna be your friends and help them out of debt? And it's like, it's. It doesn't seem interesting. The game was not fun to watch. It's like someone was like, oh, hey, um, that uh, show... uh, Squid Game. Squid Game was really popular. Let's make an anime that's kind of like that. Bummer. Um, Yeah. uh, It's got all the trappings of the Death Game anime, but uh, there are a few better ones out there. There's not nearly enough good ones out there. Oh, give me a good death game anime. Okay. Um, any, any best buds out there, leave a comment. Uh, what, what death game anime should I watch? There you go. What do you rate it, Dan? Uh, this is going to get below mid. It's not quite dumpster fire, but it's approaching that territory. Okay. Um, Next up on our list, we have A Couple of Cuckoos, which is going to be airing on Sundays on uh, Crunchyroll, uh, but not until uh, April 24th. So we actually haven't seen it yet. It hasn't come out yet by the time of recording, Uh, but we will watch it when it does come out and we'll get back to you in a later episode. But this one comes to us from Synergy SP, which did Taisho Otome Fairy Tale, um, Major, some Beyblade and Initial D movies, and also Shine Animation, who did those Snow White Notes and Doraemon. Um... The story centers around 16-year-old super studier Nagi Umino, second-year student at the Meguro River Academy High School, uh, who was switched at birth. On his way to to a dinner to meet his birth parents, he accidentally meets the brash, outspoken Erika Amano, who is determined to make Nagi her fake boyfriend as she never wants to actually marry. But once Nagi makes it to dinner, he finds his parents have decided to resolve uh, the hospital switch by conveniently having him marry the daughter his birth parents raised, who turns out to be none other than Erika herself. Um, so, you know, that sounds cute. Yeah. Could be interesting. Uh, apparently the, the manga has really good reviews. Great. Um, so we're looking forward to it. Yeah. We're, we're withholding mid judgment at this time. Yes. Um, we will not withhold mid judgment from the greatest demon Lorna's is <laughs> the demon. <laughs> <laughs> the demon. 
The greatest demon lord is reborn as a typical nobody. Yes. Wednesdays from Silverlink, who did Beaufort a great show. Yep. Um, the great Jahi will not be defeated. My next life as a villainess. And also from Studio Blade, who did Sports Climbing Girls. Also a which good show. I also need to finish. You do. That show was really I good. I enjoyed that show a lot. Um, the premise is, as the most powerful entity of all time, the demon lord Varvatos um, thinks... Life is a big, fat snore when he takes matters into his own hands and decides to reincarnate. He calibrates his magical strength to perfectly average, but there is uh, no way he could have predicted that everyone in the modern world would be weak as hell, which means that he is totally overpowered once again. Reborn under the name Ard, he and... He has ladies fawning over him, the royal family begging him to become the next king, and an ex-minion insisting on killing him. But Ard has a one-track mind. He won't stop at anything but to achieve his ultimate goal. Um, yeah, it's a show. Yeah, this show is actually, it's funny because it is a a similar premise to when we had last season, which was, um, shit, what was it? Uh, the... The strongest sage, the weakest crest. Yeah, um, where the main character is also a super powerful like demon lord who decides to reincarnate himself, but oh, for yeah. different reasons. Um, so in that show, he reincarnates himself because he wants to get even more powerful, and in this show, he wants to be less powerful. Um, and I think this show does a better job of telling its story than yeah, that one. I did. would agree with that. Um, I like this show. I'm gonna probably keep watching it. It's funny. Um, it's also pretty standard for, for, you know, an isekai-ish type of show. Yeah. Um, I give it solid mid. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very palatable. It's like, you could watch this and turn your brain off and be totally fine. Absolutely. Um. Next up, we have Trapped in a Dating Sim. The world of Otome games is tough for mobs, which uh, comes out uh, on Sundays from NG, who did, uh, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out, and the detective is already dead. Um, this one centers around office worker Leon, who is reincarnated into a particularly punishing dating sim video game, where women reign supreme and only beautiful men have a seat at the table. But Leon has a secret weapon. He remembers everything from his past life, which includes a complete playthrough of the very game in which he is now trapped. Watch Leon spark a revolution to change this new world in order to fulfill his ultimate desire of living a quiet, easy life in the countryside. Um, so yeah, I've only seen the first episode. Have you watched any more of this one, Dan? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I watched the first episode as well. Okay. This one seems kind of like an incel power fantasy a little bit to me. Uh, it seems a lot like that. It like paints women as just these monsters because they have more power over men. And yeah. it's like, like socially and uh, everything. It's, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to believe that the rest of it is better. I will maybe give it one more episode just to see. But as of right now, it's probably going into the dumpster fire I'm, list for me. This is, uh, I'm going to agree with you, dumpster fire. There's, I have a list of a few episodes that I just like could not bring myself to watch the second one. And this is one of them. Yeah. So this one goes in the dumpster fire. Uh, I'm going to give it one more episode just to see. And I'll report back if it is actually good. Um, but yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. Uh, the next one is really intriguing to yes. me. And that's Summertime Rendering. Uh, it's maybe going to be Fridays or dropped all at once. We don't really know how it's going to be released. There's no precedent for this. Um, it is airing in Japan. Yep. Uh, it is not airing here yet. Uh, we don't know when it is going to start because it is in Disney Jail. Yeah. 
This one's coming out on Disney Plus. Weird twist. It's like uh, things have previously been in Netflix jail, but Disney has this. This is their first foray into anime. Yeah. Um, it's produced by OLM Studios, who is a high pedigree. Um, the basic story is, after his parents died, Shinpei Ajiro lived with the Kofune sisters, Mio and Ushio. But he has since moved uh, to live with his own in Tokyo. But after Ushio drowns while trying to save the young Shiori Kobayakawa, uh, he returns home to mourn her departure. However, bruises around Ushio's neck bring her cause of death into question. Oh. Yeah. Taking a step back, Shinpei becomes convinced that there must be another explanation. Dangerous entities roam among the islanders, and a vision of decrease uh, of the deceased Ushio asks him to save Mio as her final request. He is certain that something is afoot, and Ushio's death is only a piece of the puzzle. With the help of Mio and various others, Shinpei struggles to forge a future in which he, his friends, and family can stay alive. But the more he investigates, the more impossible such a future seems. This darkness infiltrates his home uh, island. Just how many more suffering will he go through before he finds the right path to save it all? This yeah. sounds rad. Sounds interesting. Um, I'm ex- I'm interested to see that Disney Plus has picked up an anime. The manga is apparently like very well reviewed. Yeah, manga has a lot of really good reviews behind it. Um, it's been it's been like every time I'm looking for mangas, it pops up in my recommendations list. Um, so yeah, we're excited to see it, and when we can finally watch it, we'll report back. An interesting um, an interesting story for Disney to venture into anime with. Yeah. Though what I will say is. Disney has some experience with anime. They were the uh, voice localization and producers for a lot of um, uh, 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 the movie guy. Um, Nausicaa of the Wind. Uh, oh, Studio Ghibli. Ghibli, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot but of the, their works. But yeah, that, but this Which is, is like different, their first but full like, anime. Yeah, yeah. Like a seasonal anime, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're super excited for that. Um, it sounds cool. It does sound pretty cool. Sounds like it's got a really good mystery story. Next up, we have, uh, Love After World Domination, which comes on, uh, comes at us on Fridays from Project Number 9, who did Higahiro. Yeah, yeah, Um, this show's really good. In the eyes of the public, Fudo, Aikawa, and Desumi Magahara are sworn enemies who have nothing in common. Fudo, also known as Red Gelato, is the leader of the hero squadron Gelato 5. I love yeah. Gelato 5. <laughs> whose mission is to bring about world peace. On the other hand, Dasumi is the minion leader of Gecko, a, fa- a villainous organization seeking world domination. However, despite these differences, their relationship is not quite what it seems. When they are not making a show of being at each other's throats, Dasumi and Fudo continue to pursue a forbidden love. Going on dates, baking sweets for one another, and meeting up as often as they can, despite their hectic schedules, the two inexperienced lovebirds pave the way for their own unique relationship. Through their, uh, Though their public lives are worlds apart, Fudo and Desumi will stop at nothing to make their seemingly impossible romance work. Um, this show is fantastic. I definitely wasn't expecting to like it as much as I do. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, it feels very much... Um, like it would have like one joke to it. Um, I, yeah, I, it kind of reminded me of. Do you remember that show uh, where the guy was 
like the star of a children's show, like a Steve from Blue's Clues, yes. and like his life was miserable. Yes, and and it was like a funny concept, but really that was the only joke they had. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what I thought this show was going to be. Um, what surprised me about it is that it is straight up a rom com, yep. and 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 that's what it is at its core. The story, like that synopsis is just kind of like the the dressing to it Mm -hmm. uh and they do a good job of it like the sentai team is uh like really accurate and and, like they have all the powers and they all like fit and like you could totally see this being like a, a cartoon back in the day absolutely and i think one of the other things it does really well is it kind of it it gets at like oh we like how do people who have never in like even thought about romance before engage in romance so like the first date is hilarious <laughs> oh my god it's so good yeah but it's tip it's very wholesome it's really nice i love um uh what's her name desumi mm. she's great she's so cute they have a really good chemistry together which i think is important yeah she's kind of she waffles back and forth between being like a sundere and then just like a really wholesome like kind of caring girlfriend um, and just also kind of like a bit of a ditz. Um, and also a little bit of a badass. Yeah, a little bit of a badass. The main character, he's a big, dumb, doofus, like, yeah. muscle animal, but also, like, has the capacity to be very kind and thoughtful um, when he's not too busy being <laughs> dumb sometimes. Yeah. Um, but he's really good. He's really nice. He's the um, Red Ranger. He's the Red... Yeah, he's basically the Red Ranger. He's a big, dumb puppy. He's, a, like, a golden retriever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also you have like this professor who accidentally <laughs> convinces him to date the uh, the 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 leader of the the bad guys. Yeah. Um, so good for him. Uh, yeah. Uh, would would recommend on the scale. I'm gonna give this uh, above mid. I'd give this an upper mid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this next one. Yes. 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 Okay. This next one came out of nowhere for you. For me. I was expecting this one. <coughs> really? Yes. Um, I didn't think it was going to come out on High Dive, though. It's The Executioner and Her Way of Life. Uh, it airs on Saturdays on High Dive. It comes to us from JC Staff, which is like a gamble with them. Yeah, um, Toradora, nice. Food Wars, One Punch Man, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Prison School, Konosuba Movie, A Certain Scientific Railgun, uh, Azu Manga Dio, uh, Karen, uh, heavy object, the Duke of Death and his maid. Yes. Um, so premise, uh, the lost ones are wanderers who come here from a distant world known as Japan. No one knows how or why they leave their homes. The only thing that is certain is that they bring disaster and calamity. The duty of exterminating them without remorse falls on Menu. 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 Uh, a young executioner. When she meets Akari, it seems like just another job until she discovers it's impossible to kill this girl. And when Menu uh, begins to search for a way to defeat this immortality, Akari is more than happy to tag along. So begins a journey that will change Menu forever. Um, this is like, what if Isekai, and it takes like kind of a, an interesting like... L- lens to it where it's from the perspective of the world yeah where all these east guy people come to and and they're always overpowered in the shows right yeah and we don't think about what consequences that would have on you know the towns right like think about um i think about peach boy fantasy 
right? Where that like first episode, they destroyed like half the town with a laser. You don't Mm. ever get the side of the town that had to live through that. And obviously like if these people were coming to your world time after time and like just destroying shit, you'd be like, we got to do something about this. Yeah. And, and this answers what they would do about that. And I also really love the power uh, structure for this show. Yeah, the power structure is super cool. I love that they actually explain why everyone in the isekai world speaks Japanese. I thought that was... Oh, the, they Oftentimes right. they just gloss that one, but I thought that was pretty well... Really a smart way of handling that, too. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, as far as, you know, what I wanted to talk about on this show, besides the fact that it's good, it's really good, um, is that I'm not too sure why it's on High Dive. And this kind of has to do with my preconceived notions about what High Dive is and yeah. does. Um which is like previously high dive was the place where all the super etchy anime went or like the super gory stuff, the stuff that the mainstream, you know, streaming outlets won't take. Uh, and also just like a bunch of OBAs and just hard to find weird shows. It makes sense. That's a good um, way to set yourself aside as like appealing to that niche. Yeah. But I think this one, you know, w- with this one and then also um, I'm quitting heroing. I think high dive is maybe making a little bit of a push to pick up, like some of the to fill some of the void that crun, the funny Funimation is leaving behind by joining yeah. Crunchyroll, uh, and I think they're trying to pick up some anime that maybe Crunchyroll passed on but are still good. Um, yeah. and just like I, I don't think this one is on Crunchyroll. I feel like these are too good to etchy. have passed on either. Like yeah, like this show is is solid. Yeah, and I think uh, and you know even though there there is a Yuri plot to this show, it hasn't begun to develop yet. But it is apparently a Yuri show. I don't think that's why Crunchyroll didn't get it because Crunchyroll has plenty of Yuri shows and BL shows. So <laughs> I don't think that's it. I think it's really just High Dive is kind of making a push to be like, hey, you know, Funimation's gone. We're number two now yeah um which interesting i'm about yeah i'm I'm all about competition in the market yeah i am probably going (laughs) to spend my free time this weekend watching the ovas for gross and ponzer um there's there's definitely uh a show that i need you to watch uh on there too which we'll get into later on here oh okay cool yeah um but yeah so for my money the executioner her way of life i actually first came across it um i was looking for manga to read and I found this one, and I saw that it was getting an anime uh, at some point this year. So I said, okay, I'll just wait for the anime. Um, but I was really interested in it based on what I had read about it. Um, and, you know, overall for me, I'm going peak mid on this one. I, this show is really good. I, I think it has the potential to be there. It's a little too early for me to declare that. Like, it could it could easily fall apart. Uh, but from what I've seen, I really enjoy it. So uh, I'm going to say... Uh, uh, a high mid, a, yeah. a above mid. I'm going peak mid. I think uh, from, what, from what I've seen so far, it's peak mid. Almost there for me, but but we'll see how how it progresses this season. Um, next show on the list is uh, oh the last actually one last thing I want to say about that too yes. is I'm excited that High Dive has a good show like this. I'm a little sad that I don't think people are going to get to see it. Um, yeah, if it's in if it's on High Dive, so I encourage people. Uh, Check out High Dive. They yeah. have uh, a free trial, so like, see if there's some stuff on there. Um, I am going to. I've decided I'm going to subscribe to it because I think it's important to support diversity in the space and options for streaming. Yeah, um, and also all like, the actually stuff. Yeah, our other options are like Netflix, Disney, or Amazon. <laughs> yeah, and while, while while we're talking about it, High Dive's collection is super like 
all over the place. So like we have all of the etchy anime shows and we have these shows that are not etchy. And then also like they have a bunch of weird like they have a bunch of old Japanese movies. They so like they have Tiger Tiger and Cub, which is an oh, old whoa, Japanese yeah. samurai movie. Uh, and like I saw that out of nowhere. And I was like, "Wait, what?" And so like I started digging more and like they have a couple of like J-dramas and huh. like yeah, it's it's a really eclectic collection of like Japanese uh anime and 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 film culture. Yeah. Hopefully we see some more stuff. Yeah. Also, they have a show called Delinquent Hamsters. It has <laughs> two seasons great. and I'm going to be watching it yep. later. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Uh, up next, we have Dawn of the Witch, which is on Fridays from Tezuka Productions, who has done Astro Boy, Girlfriend, Girlfriend, The Quintessential Quintuplets, and a new anime I learned about today called In the Beginning, The Bible Stories. Is that what I think it is? Uh, if you think it's... An anime about the Old Testament, stories from the Old Testament, you would be correct. Good, because that's what I wanted it to be. Um, <laughs> Can we watch this? Wow, we have to find it. This is gonna be this is gonna be our Patreon series. This is best the best boys watch the Bible stories anime. <laughs> it just it blows my mind that a company made Astro Boy like what like the original anime. Yeah. Girlfriend, girlfriend, which is a surprisingly good polyamory story. Um, the quintess- quintessential quintuplets, which is getting a movie soon, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about later. Uh, and then <laughs> an Old Testament anime. See, I, I like that it's specifically the Old Testament. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, we'll have to check it out. Anyway, the story of Dawn of the Witch. Um, the war that raged between the church and the witches for over five centuries has finally ended in peace, but a, fo- uh, but a few short years ago. However, nestled in the shadowy places of the world, the embers of that age-old conflict still smolders. Attending the Royal Academy of Magic of the Kingdom of Wenius. Weenies. Weenies. Uh, is a struggling student named Sable, who has no memory of his time before he enrolled. As the command of Headmaster Albus, he left the kingdom to travel to the southern reaches of the continent, where anti-magic insurrectionists are still a force to be reckoned with, as part of a special training regiment. Accompanying him are a party of individuals with strong in both ability and personality. There is one known as the Witch of the Dawn, Oh, God, French. Uh, Ro Christasse. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Who seeks forbidden knowledge of Ooh. primeval magic known as the Grimmery of Zero. Grimoire. Grimoire. <laughs> we learned this one already. <laughs> uh, the genius girl Holt, as well as the school's soul beast Cud. Uh, just what truth shall they uncover in their journey to the south? Um, this is a very much a tell not show show yeah but you know what i am interested i think the setting is interesting yes i don't like the presentation so far. how many episodes did you watch one you should watch more okay uh uh, fair enough this was one that i was like i watched the first one and i was like i I feel like like the vibe of it any anytime you have a show that's that's doing a world building thing you kind of have to give it a pass for being a little too wordy in the first episode because sometimes you just need i'm not saying it's good but like i am saying sometimes (laughs) there's no other way for them to say hey this is all the shit you need to know before we start the story well okay so this is actually a perfect point to talk about this so there's something i've been thinking a lot about in the way that we have been 
watching seasonal anime recently mm-hmm. uh, is since doing this show where we're watching like the first like one to three episodes of a show and kind of getting an opinion of it. Right. And what I have come to realize is it is crucial to grab someone on the first episode. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you can build the world all you want, but if you don't introduce someone right off the bat to something interesting, it's hard to keep them engaged going forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the biggest failing of this show. So, I don't know. I will, I will give it more episodes, but, like, the way that they presented the world in the first one felt just, like, so exposition dump that I was, like... I kind of I disagree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. I think the, it definitely was kind of wordy, but I thought there was enough to to be interested in. Like, I thought the characters were kind of compelling. Like, you have like this kind of weird out there Dawn of the Witch character who's like nominally people know of her, but like only by legend kind of. So I thought that was interesting. That is true. Yeah. Um, I thought the concept of this guy, like who we see in the beginning, the very very beginning, is apparently strong with magic, but is failing out of magic school. Like, I, I thought there was enough in there to keep me busy. But, like, I understand if you, you know, maybe weren't into it. But it's that's just, I, I, I come down on the other end of it. I think it's just, like, introducing an amnesia character right off the bat. It, like, feels lazy to mm-hmm. me. But, um, but I, it, I'll tell you what, if it keeps being interesting, like, have you watched more of it? Yeah, I've watched the first three episodes oh so so you do think that it gets better yeah as i it think it goes on i think well i think that it gets better as it goes on but i also didn't think that the first episode was that bad okay so i don't know pick your poison yeah well, um, i'll give it some more of a chance because you you are right there are some interesting things going on with it yeah um i give this one a mid mm, i'll give it uh probably a below mid okay well after that we have awashi 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 um which is another Saturday show from Production IG, whose pedigree we've already gone over. Uh, Ashito Aoi uh, is a young aspiring football player, football soccer for uh, our American. Uh, our, oh, I saw what was the best. Uh, English simplified speakers out there. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of uh, English traditional, English yeah. simplified uh, soccer. Um uh, his hopes of getting into high school with good football club uh, are dashed when he causes an incident during a critical match for his team, which results in their loss and elimination from the tournament. Nevertheless, he catches the eye of someone important who happened to be visiting from Tokyo. How will things turn out for Ashito? Um, this seems like the building of a good soccer story. Okay. Production IG is, is solid with sports. Um, the animation is on point. Uh, I am super into it. Basically, the concept of it is, like, what if the um, sports protagonist was actually as good as they were, like, hyped up to be? Okay. Um, Which is interesting. He's, like, a little full of himself, but, like, he understands it. And I think that the idea is that it's about bringing a lot of people like himself into... A soccer club altogether, okay. like the best from you know all of their junior highs into like the ultimate like team, and having all of those personalities have to deal with each other. Um, that's the impression I get. It's this is really early on, so it could also like you know go down the drain, but everything is pointing in the right direction for this one. Okay, cool. I'm gonna give this. Uh, another situation where right off the bat, I'm going to say above mid. 
Um, but it has the potential to be um, peak mid, so we'll see how it progresses. Okay. I'm always down for another high-quality sports anime, and I trust Production IG. They do good stuff. Excellent. Um, next up, we have Dance, Dance, Danceur, <clears throat> uh, which comes out on Saturdays from MAPPA, who again did Jujutsu Kaisen, Attack on Titan, Dororo, uh, God of High School, Zombieland Saga, Dora Hidoro, Hajime no Ippo Rising, Remain, and Yasuke. Um, this, for the story for this one, Junpei is happily snoozing away during his sister's ballet recital when a male ballet dancer steps onto the stage. Moved by the strength and skills the dancer displays, the boy discovers his love for this art. But after a certain tragedy happens, he vows to leave his past behind and turn into the epitome of manliness. What will he do when his love for the, uh, ballet reignites? Um, I didn't watch this one, so take it away, Best Boy Dan. Oh, I really love this one. It's, it's really great. Yeah. Um, MAPPA is actually the perfect studio for it. They have also have pedigree in sports anime, and this really feels like a sports anime. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just it has that air about it. Um, it's a very similar show to uh, Ao Oshi. Um, uh, I did not say that right. No. But, um, but the soccer one, uh, or the football one, um, it's... Yeah, I'm really interested in this one. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a ballet anime. The characters are all really good. The drawing, uh, the art style is really good. The music is great. Um, and I think it handles it in a really uh, interesting way, too. Like, he loves the um, like the performance of it, but then like he has no exposure to like ballet because he's lived this kind of like quote-unquote manly life and he goes and sees a ballet and he's like super bored by it until he sees like the thing that ignites like what he loves it's uh it's it's great would would recommend i'm gonna say uh probably peak mid for this one okay cool um also there's a weird thing with dance anime where their necks are really long and this one does it too oh okay yeah giraffes um, yeah, yeah yeah it's uh welcome to the ballroom also did it oh okay Next up, we have Fanfare of Adolescence, which comes out on Saturdays from Lay Deuce, who did O Maidens in Your Savage Season. Um, the story follows three 15-year-old boys who go to a prestigious horse racing academy to become jockeys. The three-year academy is 10 to 20 times harder to enter than most schools, and whoever wishes to enter must pass an academic, physical, and fitness test. Formerly a member of an idol group winning fans and fame, Yu Arimura sets out to meet what his heart desires after becoming enamored with horse racing. Having grown up on an island, Shun, Kana, uh, Shun Kanami has always yearned to ride with horses. Amane Grace was born in England and is lost in the path his parents have set for him, but he still takes on his dream. Um, Quick question. Yes. What's the difference between a physical and a fitness test? I mean, I feel like a physical is like when you're like, you know, like a doctor's physical oh, and a fitness okay, test yeah, is where okay. you have to like run. Something. That makes sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like this one, when we were, we watched the first episode of this one together and we were kind of like, okay, horse riding anime. We, so short. we watched this one because like it was early on in the season. There was like nothing out and it just was almost like a meme from the. Yeah. So we were watching this one. We started watching it together and like, we were like, yeah, whatever. Like you kind of like a horse anime sure why not fine whatever and then at one point in the anime i don't want to give too much away but something happens and we both <laughs> looked at each other at the same moment we were like is this is this gay yeah. is this bl it's a bl i think i think it is it's I gay stuff at horse school it's gay stuff at horse school not horse stuff at gay school absolutely not 
Um, no, but you know what? I, uh, you know, I've only watched the first episode, so have you watched anything past the first? It was one that I wanted to come back to. I just didn't have enough time to, um, but it, it is a little ridiculous. There's like some horse spirits in it and it does that like anime trope of like making something way more popular than it is in in reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like there's a press conference at their entrance ceremony. Oh God. Um, but it's like, it's just kind of like a uh, fantastically anime anime yeah i'm uh, interested to keep watching it um it, <laughs> it had a lot of funny fun. interesting moments yeah i think we'll be all right i'll give this one mid yeah it, it's yeah solidly mid but but could be a fun way to spend your time yeah um up next is a show i also really enjoy which is uh birdie wings golf girls story uh, which comes on Wednesdays from Bandai Namco Pictures, uh, which did Gintama, Welcome to Demon School, Irumakun. Um, Birdie Wings Golf Girls Story is a youth story centering on two female golfers, two girls, Eve and Aoi, who grew up in completely different circumstances and have different st- play styles, are caught up in the world of women in golf. Um, this is Skate the Infinity, but with golf and girls. Did you get to watch any of this? No, I didn't get a chance to watch this one. Oh, it's like, has all of the tropiest things that make me love sports anime and leans into them. They have, she has different, um, bullet shots. So she has blue bullet, uh, green bullet and red bullet so far. Mm -hmm. And like blue bullets are like long shot. Red bullets are like aggro shot. Uh, and green bullets her like close to the like pin shot mm-hmm. um <clears throat> it's just they're like it's a fun dynamic between the two of them like you get that like rivalry um the the main girl is like from the other side of the tracks of the golf world she like does underground like golf betting to like pay for some orphans to like <laughs> eat it's it's I like peak um silly sports anime okay um so for me and my kind of love of that this is this is peak anime i dig it excellent um yeah i'm gonna give it a shot at some point i just haven't i haven't had the time um i i will preface that with like this is something that i personally love like it's not you know this is not what I would say as like this is a masterpiece or a great anime. It's just really fun and I love this kind of story. Okay. What do you rate it? Peak anime, but for me personally. In if I'm being objective about it, it's mid. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the answer I was looking for. I was like, are you really gonna put this up there with like, you know, um that's yeah, in fairness, it's mid. Okay. <laughs> Next up we have Bastard Heavy Metal Dark Fantasy. This one is kind of an outlier on this list because it is uh, it doesn't come out until June thirtieth. It is like right on the cusp of summer. Yeah, I I debated. I went back and forth. Like, should we just do it in summer? But I was like, technically, it is spring. Yeah, so you know, we did it here because Netflix doesn't care about what you think your seasons are. <laughs> um, in in case you haven't noticed, this one's coming out on Netflix. Um, it's coming to us from Leiden Films, who we already talked about, uh, and the story goes thusly. The kingdom of Metallicana is under attack from the four lords of Havoc. This party of villains, Ninja Master Gara, Deadly Thunder Empress Nay Arshes, Cold and Calculating Kal Su, and Enigmatic Dark Priest Abigail will stop at nothing to get what they want, even if it leaves utter destruction in their wake. 
High Priest Geo is desperate to help save the kingdom and its people. He unleashes the mighty wizard Dark Schneider, a man who used to be an ally of the villains. Unfortunately, Dark Schneider has his own plans in mind. Will he stop the Four Lords of Havoc or join them in their conquest of the world? Um, this sounds rad. Yeah, it sounds really fun. I have seen images from the manga before. It's got a very distinct art style that kind of reminds me a lot of... Um, it has guts, gutsu, uh, berserk. Yeah, yeah. The art style reminds me a lot of berserk. Um, I'm I'm really curious about it. I want to see how Netflix tackles like a more uh, a different style of anime than we've seen them do so far. Um, and I'm also curious whether this one's going to be in Netflix jail because if it is in Netflix jail, then this that puts it solidly in summer territory. Yeah. Um, I'm also ready for some some more metal anime yeah 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 you're you're you need you need to fill your uh your agretico uh yeah cravings absolutely excellent you know what else is metal what's metal daemon recipe for happiness no the most metal show on this list. why do you lie to the the listeners it is absolutely the most metal show there is nothing more metal than a sweet shop and and guitar playing as a chestnut. Anyway. As a chestnut. <laughs> uh, this is on Wednesdays from Encourage Films, which is also an adorable like um, studio title. Encourage. They did uh, Isekai Cheat Magician. Um, Nagumi Irino. Uh, nope. Nagomu. <laughs> Nagomu Irino. Uh, returns to his Kyoto home for the first time in 10 years when his father is hospitalized, which confuses me because he refers to him as grandfather a lot. Um... Yeah, that is confusing. Yeah, he he interchanges like his father and mother with grandfather and grandmother. I think at some points he's in flashbacks where he's talking to his grandfather who looks very similar to his father. I, I don't know. It's a little confusing. Anyway. I got the impression that his father was just like significantly like older, like he was like a like old dad. He is an old dad, but there is a scene where he there is a couple scenes where he's flashing back to the past where he's talking with his grandfather. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Nagomu is eager to take over uh, Ryokushu, the family's Japanese sweet shop, but he's instead asked to be the father figure to Itsuka. Yukihira, the girl everyone calls the successor. Um, please don't be a grooming fantasy. Please don't be a grooming fantasy. Please don't be a grooming fantasy. Yeah. Um, it, it, it could Usagi drop. It better um, not. I really hope it doesn't because it's, it's really sweet and adorable. And I love... It seems to be that it's going to be like kind of, you know, a father daughter story, um, but also just a story about like all of the people that make up the sweet shop because it's a, a sweet shop and like kind of a place where people can like sit down and have like tea and mm-hmm. uh, dessert and that sort of stuff. So you have like hostesses and waitresses and like uh, all the people who work behind the scenes. So it's like kind of actually like a family business where everyone seems to feel like a family Mm -hmm. in the ideal sense yeah um this show is interesting uh i'm you know i I, again we i really hope it doesn't turn out to be a grooming fantasy um it's got a decent level of drama got some mystery to it um i'm interested i'm curious yeah i think i think it could be really nice uh i'm gonna give this an above mid i'll give this one mid for now all right. Yeah, mid for now. 
I'm so psyched for the next one. This is the last one. Yeah. You want to read it? Yeah, I do. Because I am I love this one. Have you watched it yet? I watched the first episode <gasps> last night. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, yay. I'm so happy. Um, what it? Oh, you haven't seen the OP yet, have you? I guess not. If it's not oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's in the second one. Oh, we will definitely have to watch that. Because um, it's wonderful. It is your boy, Kong Ming. This is coming at you on Tuesdays. And this is another High Dive exclusive. And this alone i think may be the reason for high dive this and um executioner are like both reasons to pay five dollars a month yeah. um this is tuesdays uh it comes to us from pa works who did aquatope on white sand apare ranman another and angel beats uh, General of the Three Kingdoms, Kong Ming, has struggled his whole life facing countless battles that made him into the accomplished strategist he was. So on his deathbed, he wished to be only reborn into a peaceful world and was sent straight into modern-day part of central Tokyo. Can even a brilliant strategist like Kong Ming adapt to the wild beats of an even wilder party people? Um, this show is... Oh, great. Yeah. Um, you have the juxtaposition of, like, Kong Ming, this, like, brilliant, like, military strategist um, with this, like, up-and-coming, like, club singer, EDM singer. Mm -hmm. um, and he essentially becomes her manager and uses these ancient, like, Chinese war tactics to, like overcome the music industry and like get her you know a record deal a record deal yeah. um and it's just like this wonderful blend of like kind of like ancient and new together yeah um i you know i watched the first episode what my favorite part was when he's like he's reborn into the world and he's like oh where am i like he's like in an alley and he's confused and then he walks out into shibuya which is a part of, like, Tokyo that's known as, like, a party spot, and he sees, like, this parade of people, and he's like, oh, great, I'm in hell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he immediately jumps to straight to, oh, okay, I'm in hell, I get it. I get and it he now. accepts it. Yeah, and he totally accepts it. He's like, oh, I'm ready to be here, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was super funny. I like the show, it had a really cute moment at the end of the, the first episode, so, you know, I'm on board with that. Um. I'm gonna keep watching it, it's good. Yeah, um, it, I think it gets really good in the second and third episodes because you get to see him, like, flex as a strategist. Okay. Um, and that's really fun. And the OP is easily my favorite from the season. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Yeah. I've been listening to it nonstop. Um, and that's that's it for the new shows. Yeah. We've got, we got, we got an interesting season this season. Um, Saturdays are stacked, like we talked about. High yeah. Dive is in the mix. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. All right. So up next, we get into the movies for the spring 2022 season. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got a couple movies coming out this season. Uh, first up, we have Quintet uh, Quintessential Quintuplets, the movie, coming mm -hmm. out on May 20th from Beebury Animation Studios. Um, I haven't watched this show, so Dan, tell me. Um, so... You know, I think with a lot of movies coming out, the real recommendation is going to be, like, if you have been watching the show, check out the movie. I'm interested to see how they're going to handle a movie. Like, how is this story going to lend itself to a movie? Mm. Um, how do you tell that story without the context of the show? Uh, it, it should be interesting. I enjoy the show. It's a decent harem show. So Awesome. Yeah, we'll check it out. 
yeah, next up we have Isekai Quartet, the movie, Another World, coming out on June 10th from Studio Puyu Kai. And I was surprised to hear about this one because I didn't think this would be the kind of show that would get a movie. But I am excited for it. I think it, it could be fun. It could be wonderful. Yeah. Because this is like the making of like, kind of like Lego movie. Kind of, yeah. Where there's like a lot of properties that can kind of fit into that world. And they can probably have some cool cameos from some other properties they might have. You need to finish watching Overlord so you can watch Isekai Quartet. Yeah, it's really this is good. this is actually high on my list to catch up on all the things for. I need to watch Overlord and Tanya the Evil. Yeah, both good shows. You should watch them. Yeah, I've been Tanya the Evil like has been kind of in my like upcoming list recently. I think. Up next is Odd Taxi, the movie, uh, In the Woods. Uh, it released April 1st uh, from OLM and PICS. Um, the film which reconstructs the Odd Taxi TV anime also depicts what happened right after the TV anime's finale. Yeah. Um, this one's interesting because when they first announced this, I thought it was going to be like a direct sequel, mm. um, which it's not. Uh, it turns out that it's going to be partially a compilation movie and then also tell you what happens after the end of the last uh, episode hmm. um so it's kind of in an interesting spot as far as what this movie is um i'm wondering if maybe it tells the story of the the show from a different perspective than the one that we get um in the show um but i'm kind of curious to find out so i'm gonna see it um, and I also do really want to find out what happens after that last episode, because it does leave on kind of an interesting um, little cliffhanger. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that's it for Odd Taxi, the movie. Um, next up, we have Teasing Master Takagi-san, the movie, coming out on June 10th. Um, not a whole lot to say about this one. This one, uh, I, I, there's not a lot of information out as far as I could find, um, it, other than the fact that it is coming out. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe I'll be caught up enough to, to see it when it comes out. We'll see. Probably not. I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. And then I'm going to announce the last one. Yes. Mobile Suit Gundam Kukuru's Dones Island, which I am shocked I can actually say. Yeah. You got that one right. Um, that's coming out June 3rd, sun, uh, from Sunrise, um, based on the lost 15th episode of the original Mobile Suit Gundam series. And what I'm curious about is like... If I don't know anything about, like, the Universal Century timeline, if I don't know, haven't watched the first 14 episodes, mm -hmm. do you think I'll be able to watch this movie? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. It really depends on how they put it together. If they just make a feature-length version of this, quote-unquote, lost 15th episode, no. Because it will be the 15th episode of a show. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's how they're going to do it. I think it's very possible that they will introduce the one-year war in some capacity. And, like, maybe some of the events that lead up to him going to the island. Um, maybe they'll just do, like, uh, last time on Gundam. Yeah, right? Um, I would say it probably wouldn't hurt to, to be familiar with the UC timeline for this movie. It's definitely not going to be a movie where if you have no Gundam experience, you could just jump in. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Um, well, you already have Gundam experience. You I mean, least... but not in the UC. That's fine. At least you, you <laughs> somewhat know how the, how the world works. Yeah. Um, I know it. I, I know a char as Nabble. Yeah. Um, so we, the, you know, this one, when I wrote it down, we, we put lost 15th episode in quotations marks. 
Um, mainly because it, it, it's not actually lost. It just never aired in North America. Uh, I have seen it. Um, what's funny is that when I watched it, I actually didn't know it was supposed to be lost because I was watching the Japanese version. <laughs> so like, I only found out about that afterwards. I was like, oh, there's a Lost Gundam episode? Like, And then I started reading about it. I was like, but I saw this. Yeah. And yeah, so, um, <laughs> you know, it should be interesting if you're, if you're a Gundam nerd. Um, don't want to miss this one. We've got Gundam kits already, you know, in production for it. Uh, I so can't wait till they come out. Part. Yeah, I'm buying both for no matter what. I'm getting both. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, can't wait for that. Um, but I think that about wraps it up. That's the last movie we have on That's the list. It. And that is we it did for it. spring 2022. Woo. We nailed it. All of our rankings are backed by science yep. and the math checks out. Yep. Um, you know, so you know, don't get in our mentions about it. Actually, you can get in our mentions if you want. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. Let us know what we got right, everything that we did wrong. Um, what were you watching this season? Is there anything that we missed? Uh, do you have a death game anime for Best Boy Dan? Oh, please. please let them know. Send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. And if you liked what we did here today, if we entertained you, if you learned something, please go on ahead, give us a, a review and a rating over at, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts is probably the best place. Yeah. Uh, really helps out the podcast a lot. It only takes you five minutes and, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and with that being said, Best Boy Dan, why don't you take us out? Remember, play with your food. I've been watching a lot of that, like, cooking anime guy. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's yeah. play with our food. All right. Bye. Bye.